Welcome to another session of Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. This is Ross Gelseth, and today I want to speak to you about a feeling, your sense, every day of leadership. But we're going to talk about two types of leadership, humble or arrogant. Which is it? Which do you prefer? Which would you like to be portrayed as? So here we go. Sit back. And we want to start today with some definitions. So we're all on the same page. So humility is described to be a modesty or low sense of one's importance to others. Arrogance is the opposite. Arrogance is to think more of oneself than of others, to be puffed up, so to speak. Humble, another word, derivative of humility, or vice versa, is having a modest view of oneself. And to be arrogant is to be full of self-promotion. So when we think of leaders, we're going to spend some time today talking about the varying perspectives on what leadership is projected is no more, no less than the leadership that's received. So part of what leadership can be is humble and or it can be arrogant. It can be laced with humility, or it can be overflowing with arrogance. And whatever it is, people will feel it. So in the book of Proverbs, in the Bible, chapter 3, verse 34, there's a teaching, and it says, The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. So we start with that premise, that from God's perspective, humility trumps Arrogance. To be humble is better than to be arrogant, to be puffed up. Now, let's look at some real live test cases, so to speak. You, you'll easily relate to these. Is it the humble person or the arrogant person that talks the most or listens the most? Is it the humble person or the arrogant person who speaks of oneself or speaks of others? Is it the person of humility or the person of arrogance that tries to earn respect or tries to respect others? Is it the person that's humble or the person that's arrogant that's either expressing gratitude and thankfulness or are they waiting for others to thank them and to affirm them? So all of those are real-life test cases that I would suspect you encounter every day from people that you look at and they're in supposed leadership roles, but what is it you're getting, so to speak? Studies show that humility 
is stronger. We don't always think of it that way. We can sometimes, our human nature is to think of the person who's humble is reticent, is cautious. And we don't necessarily realize that they have a sustaining strength to them. Whereas arrogance can be exactly that, puffed up and can be, when things are great, arrogance is doing very, very well. But as soon as things get difficult, arrogance becomes a point of weakness. The other illustration that I got this from Tony Dungy in his devotional called The One Year Uncommon Life. And Tony writes and says, some people wear their status on their sleeves. In other words, you can see who they are, not just their physical appearance, but you can see and feel their humility or you can see or feel their arrogance. And in doing so, you get a real quick picture, so to speak, of what type of leader are you around, so to speak. So I want to move into today some, what I would call, are either humble or arrogant, and I'm going to give you some actions, so to speak, that would portray one or the other. So let's start. First, arrogant leaders try to advance their own agenda by giving orders and also by telling others what they want to hear. In other words, they're willing to sell the farm if you want to buy it to advance their own agenda. Humble people, on the other hand, serve a higher purpose. They're not concerned about serving themselves. So they do and they say what's best for others. Position of humility. Leaders work for and represent organizations, whether they are in their career path, whether in the political arena, or whether they're in any kind of an organizational dynamic. Humble leaders, people of humidity, of humility, not humidity, humility, have a tendency to put the organization that they work for or that they represent and they put that organization's success before they put their own success. They're not concerned about who's getting the credit. They're concerned about the organization succeeding. Another example is humble leaders are not trying to climb the ladder quickly. They, in fact, are seen going downstairs at times as compared to up. They're willing to reach down and pull people up with them. They're comfortable not being at the top of the pile, so to speak. They're comfortable being in less visible roles at times. They don't necessarily have to be the one on display. Another illustration. Arrogant leaders emphasize your responsibility to them. Humble leaders emphasize their responsibility to others. Humble leaders realize they are there to serve others. 
arrogant leaders, arrogant managers, don't even have time for the people. Why? Because it's all about themselves and their own agenda. Another example is the valuing of people. Humble leaders, humble managers, are people that value others. And they make it very apparent that they value people. They've got time for others. They're listeners. They want to know more about you. Arrogant people, on the other hand, are about themselves. And they want you to know all about them. They want to portray, portray and project what it is that is their agenda. They want you to know they're important and they want you to honor their importance, so to speak. So, arrogance is about self-promotion. Humility is about promoting the values of others. Couple additional. Arrogant people have a strong tendency to brag about themselves. <laughs> Humble people are very willing to brag about others. <coughs> Excuse me. Sign of weakness. Arrogance blames other people. Humility accepts responsibility. So which are you? Which do you prefer to be around? Do you like to be blamed? Or are you willing to take responsibility? Last one, and I close with this. These various examples, behaviors, actions. Humble people strengthen the organization that they're a part of. Arrogant people use the organization and use the people in the organization. For what? For their own agenda. So here we are. We have all of these different positions, so to speak, these behaviors, visible behaviors, that either project humility or project arrogance. Now, let's take the supposition that a leader wants to develop humility. Humility can be developed. And again, it doesn't really make any difference what you think or how people see you or feel about you, it's the message you send is the message that's received. So the person, for example, who speaks in times of difficulty within their organization, but instead of accepting responsibility and saying, I am the leader, I am ultimately responsible to get this taken care of. It was my error, admitting fault. But instead, some so-called leaders will place blame. <clears throat> they will not accept responsibility. And as a result, you can tell 
that they really aren't strong in their leadership. Instead, they're strong in trying to portray who they want you to think they are. So leaders, as they mature in leadership, studies show, become more and more humble all the time. Why? Because they're comfortable not promoting their own agenda and themselves, they're more comfortable serving others. The terminology servant leader, if one wants to be a servant leader, two things, they have to know who they're leading and then two, how to best serve those people. So if you or I is the lead of an organization, we're responsible for the people in the organization. Our willingness to lead those people is an awareness of who they all are, because they all count, they all matter. And then secondly, how is it the effective leader can serve all these people? Well, one of the little axioms, so to speak, in leadership is you've got to get out of your office and get to your people. You've got to be in amongst the flock, so to speak. And sometimes organizations smell. Sometimes there's challenges going on. The effective leader is the person who's willing to get themselves down and dirty, so to speak, meaning amongst the smell, amongst the challenge. They're willing to roll their sleeves up, get themselves dirty, perspire, endure, persevere, and be a part of their people. The arrogant leader points down at the people and expects the people to take care of the issue and also, the arrogant leader has a tendency to blame his or her people. So, leadership can be learned, but those that learn it best are willing to humble themselves, knowing that humility will outlast arrogance. Humility will outlast arrogance. In my career, dating almost 50 years, college football coach, high school football coach, head of a Christian school for 26 years, elected official in the city of Tacoma for eight years. I, I've seen many illustrations of People who on my first glance, I saw nothing but humility. And you know what? They were not about self-promotion. Instead, they were about serving. And you know what? Those people, for the most part, endured through the ups and downs of organizational development no organization wins all the time. But secondly, those same people 
that were humble, visibly humble. You could feel the humility in them, so to speak. They not only endured, but they succeeded over time. Why? Because they were a part of the team. They were willing to accept the team as their responsibility. And over time, their players or their teammates, so to speak, rallied behind them. Why? Because the effective leader who's humble projects a genuine care and concern in people. Arrogant people, arrogant leaders, instead, they're more concerned about promoting themselves, making their people believe, well, there's the leader. They'll do it. The reality is, we and us and our are the words that humble leaders use. They speak of unity. They speak of group. They speak of strength in numbers. They speak of empowerment, meaning empower the people. Arrogant leaders separate themselves out from their people with their actions and with their words. So today, as you look at this topic of humble or arrogant leadership, what will it be? And I would suggest to you that as you look at things moving forward, you'll be able to quite effectively discern are you around and are you feeling leadership from a person of humility or a person of arrogance? You will also have a sense of your own self-worth, I predict, by learning from the leader who is humble and whose life and testimony is one of humility as compared to one who is arrogant, wants the attention, promotes their own agenda, speaks more than listens, points to themselves as compared to pointing to others, takes the credit as compared to taking the blame. All of these are illustrations of either humility or arrogance. And you know what? In leadership, both are on display in our society, in our culture every day. Now, let me ask you a question. Which leadership style would you prefer in your organization, in the organization you're a part of, in the organization that you work for, or the organization you'd like to work for. Which are you looking for? Which would you rather serve? The humble leader or the person of perceived strength and arrogance who wants their platform and they want you to know you're on that platform. I think you'll be able to recognize and see quite clearly through it. 
Let me give you an example of behavior when it comes to expressing thanks. We just had a Thanksgiving holiday just a couple of weeks ago. And Thanksgiving evolves in our country a day when we celebrate the blessings in life. But part of celebrating the blessings in life is the position of gratitude. And quite typically, people who are humble in their leadership, whose life is an expression of humility, those kinds of people have a tendency to express more gratitude. The arrogance in leadership instead senses that, well, they owe me. I've earned this. This is mine. Big difference. And so leaders who are humble have a much better score when it comes to expressing gratitude to others because they're, they're, they're an arrows out person. Arrows out meaning they want to send out to others feelings of well-being and worth and affirmation and confidence and thank you, gratefulness, gratitude. And so they're very intentional about finding people doing things well and then giving credit for that. They lay the credit at the feet of the people that did it as compared to saying, I did it, it was my leadership. And here's a perfect example of how to gain fans, so to speak, of your leadership by being humble. When it comes to expressing gratitude, there are three steps, three simple steps. One, identify what you're thankful for. What is it that's happened? What is it you have? that you are grateful for. Second step is who helped you to this point? Who helped you attain what it is you're thankful for? How did you receive it? So identify what you're thankful for. Second, identify who helped you get to that point of receiving either success or value or an item, whatever it might be. And then third, and this is powerful, discern how to express gratitude to those people. And I'll just give you a little opportunity to practice. So if you take five minutes to identify what is it you're most thankful for, Write them down. Secondly, let's say you came up with three things, three items you're most thankful for. Second step, who is it that helped you get those three positions, those three items? And then how do you express thank yous? And I would, I would venture to say that picking up the phone and calling them and thanking them making an appointment to go and see them and thank them, or sit down at your desk or your table, pull out a piece of paper, a little note card, and send a note. In all three cases, 
You've identified the people that you're thankful for. You express gratitude to them. And then you either physically speak thankfulness into them face to face, or you pick up a phone, you call them and express that. Imagine how surprised they'll be on the phone when you call and say, hi, this is John. I just wanted to take a moment to call you and say thank you. Or I wanted to take just a one phone call and express my gratitude towards you. And then you explain why. The person on the other end will never forget that one, you've taken the time, two, that you've sought them out, and three, that you express thanks either verbally or with your written note, so to speak. So that is a living example, so to speak, of how leaders that are effective, people who express humility, are looking for ways by which they can express gratitude to their team, to those people they lead. They are serving by affirming others. So today, as we've talked about humility or arrogance, which will it be in leadership? Which will it be for you as you grow in your own life? Listen or talk you or others earn respect or respect others your agenda or theirs listen or talk all of those are examples choices that we make every day but whatever choice you're making and i'm making we're doing so in either a position of humility or a position of arrogance. I vote for humility. I believe humility lasts. To be humble is to be strong. So today, I hope this helps you, not just for today, but helps you in your interaction with leaders, but also helps you become a more effective person, a more effective leader, because you are aware of the strength of projecting humility. So again, as we started this out, the humble and humility becomes a position of strength. Arrogance and to be arrogant leads to a path of failure. Vote for humility. Be humble. This is Ross Jelsa. Thanks for listening in to Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. Thanks for being with us. God's very best to you. Have a great week.